Now, this is, you guys, this is like very important. And for all our listeners, uh, I just have a little warning for you. I'm still not exactly sure on how this works. Right. But, but, Trevor Carter, mm-hmm. we might have passed into some dangerous territory here. What do we Satan, do? Satan might be working against the podcast now, so the people need to know this. <laughs> One episode in? Yes. Oh, no. You see this what? book that I'm reading right now, which oh. we'll get into later, but we'll get into it later, but I need to know people. People need to know this right now, because this book, right the first page of it, gives you a warning that Satan might not want you to be aware of this material. He may make oh. you. He may make you feel sleepy, confused, get interruptions, or just you might just not want to keep listening. But so this do book that. you're reading, this book is warning. Like when you open that book, mm-hmm. you might get bored to death or interrupted. Yes, but it's just Satan. Yeah. So if I, you are uh, bored by this podcast, could be the devil. Probably it's not the podcast, right? No, this podcast is awesome. It's great. <laughs> So, yeah, it's the devil, clearly. So that's, You're just, bored so that's, just, so that's our just pre-warning segment. We'll be back to that later. Here comes some wisdom. And here comes the truth. And here comes your favorite podcast, always still made for you. Well, you know, a, a special holiday just passed. Uh, totally Louis made Rialde? up holiday. Louis Rialde. Is that what it is? <laughs> is that what it's called? It, it, it is Louis Rialde. Oh, it's called Family Day here, which means yeah. you go to the gym and uh, it's just a bunch of rat kids there all day. I was trying to get on like an elliptical and there's like a six-year-old on the elliptical machine. It's like, what do you? No, leave. You don't even pay for this. Get out. So anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something... Uh, we're talking about Valentine's Day, you know? Love is in the air. Uh, I hope you guys had a special one. But uh, basically, I wanted to talk about the subject of uh, first kisses. Because I thought with the, with, the, with the crew we have, we might have some very different tales of uh, <laughs> first romantic encounters. Uh, let's, let's, hear the, let's hear the stories, anyone. Who wants to go first? I'm curious to go. see how they... Okay, go ahead. Carter, let's hear it. I was a little old. 17... To be exact, <sighs> me and right. Janelle have been going out, and uh, for how long? <laughs> we're not going to get into that. A little <laughs> longer than it should have been. He's so such a gentleman. Old. He's a gentleman. A too old. You're a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And so I asked permission if I could kiss her. <gasps> That's classy. I'll give you that. I did, and I sort of aimed for the lips, and she kind of turned and like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was such a '90s kids' um, first kiss because of course that uh, "Kiss Me" song was playing on the radio at that exact time. Oh. So I had to draw attention upon that. I was like, "Oh, this could be more perfect." Oh. I forget who sang that song. Special too. moment. Is that your song now, Carter? Changed something. Pennies. Is that um, your song? Yeah, it doesn't really get too much airtime these days, but uh, oh, you should, on, we should we should we should be calling the radio stations and demanding that they play more "Kiss Me." Okay, so sure it was kind of a wedding. fail, but it was sweet. Uh, a little late, yeah, at, yeah. a little late at the get go, there, Carter. I was, I know, a little late. You know, uh, when I my first kiss, uh, if this counts, I was five, four. <laughs> no, I was four. I was I was just about to be five, and it was at a lake, 
and me and this girl Twyla, we ran and hid behind a tree and kissed and her brother caught us and told everybody and then they made fun of us for the whole weekend. It was the worst weekend of my life. But that one doesn't really count. Brent, what do you got? Uh, my one is more, not about the event. It's more just the after effects. It was a, <laughs> I don't know. I do not know the year. I don't have a life log. But it was at a country fest. Nice. Mm-hmm. Then Keep it classy. That's classy. Big country. As soon as it happened, I Oh, no, it. just no. keeping it classy at a big country festival on the side of a hill covered in mud, you know. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So as soon as it was over, I found out that this girl, first kiss girl, had just broken up with my mortal hockey enemy. Oh, oh from the nice. next from the next town over, and I just felt dirty. Dirty? No. You're the man, you, cool guy. Yeah, proud of you, man. Should, should, yeah, you showed him. Is that He's a, your nemesis? That good, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's true. Nah, man, that's what you do. That's like a conqueror. I like it. Sweet. So. Here's my other real, I consider this more my real first kiss. Um, I was five. (laughs) And this was at Jennifer's birthday party. And we snuck into a closet and I kissed her. We both had birthday hats on. It was was her birthday. And uh, I kissed her. And then the next day, I started getting sick. And then I got the chicken pox. And guess who else had just had the chicken pox, I think? Jennifer. So I missed a whole week of school, and I was sick, and I was scratching myself, and I was, ugh. So I came back to school, and I tore into her, broke up with her. I immediately started going after another girl named Jennifer, just to make her even more angry. I was was pretty manipulative as a five-year-old, but I thought that was the best way to get back at her. So basically, that was my first encounter with an, an, an STD or an STI. It was the chicken pox at five, so... I learned my lesson very young, and I've been really, really good since, you know? I was going to say, you've kissed more girls and contracted an STD before I was born. I've only (laughs) kissed one girl, and you had two before I was born. (laughs) I was just a little devil when I was a kid. Oh, trouble. Nothing but trouble. I was always up to something. Now, let's switch uh, to um, reggae news. Mm, okay. No, actually, okay. No, <laughs> I have no <laughs> reggae news. We've really found our niche. Yeah. Fuck and we, we have three new subscribers to this podcast living in Jakarta. So, Shout uh, out to Jakarta. Indonesia. Keep it real. Uh, okay. So I think in order to uh, appease ourselves to these Indonesian listeners, we need to get each other. We need to get to know each other a bit more. So I've assembled a bracket. Much like the NCAA basketball tournament that will be taking place soon, for uh, a this or that, who Trevor likes more of these following male celebrities? Oh, all right, let's go. <laughs> okay, so there's like 20 or 22. To start it off, Axel Rose <laughs> or Trey Parker? Who are you going with? And I've got this all written down. Who do I like more? Who do you, who do you like more, Axel Rose? Or Trey Parker, the creator of South Park. Like or respect. I think I like Trey Parker more. I love Axl Rose. I love him. No, it's sort of like, I guess, who do you love most? Because Axl Rose is a genius. He's amazing. He's crazy. But Trey Parker's the best. So if I like... Wait, wait, wait. You're changing what is the category. Do I like him or love him more? Well, it's just going to end up with which male celebrity Trevor loves more. Okay, well, you've got to tell me then. (laughs) You've got to tell me. Is it like or love? 
just eliminate one, you know, and then so then you'll <laughs> no, have No, I need to know whether I like or love them, Carter. It's a big difference. Who do you love more? Axl Rose. <laughs> Next. Axl Rose. Okay. This one's a bit easier. Noel Gallagher or Macho Man? Randy Macho Fox. Man, yeah. <laughs> Next. Mick Jagger or Joss Whedon? Creator of Buffy, singer of the Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger. Mick? Okay. What about this one? The Battle of the Steves. Steve Jobs or Stephen Colbert? Stephen Colbert. Oh, nice. Okay, this one here. It's sort of new Trevor versus old Trevor. Okay. Jim Calipari or John Bon Jovi? <laughs> oh, oh, Good news. Today, oh. Arthur Blank, owner of the Atlanta Falcons, is going to sell a minority share of the team to John himself. NFL ownership, that's what he is. I don't so know. Jim Calipari or John Bon Jovi? I think Calipari hasn't. He's got to stay a couple more years at t- Kentucky, so I'm not, not yet. Tentatively Bon Jovi, but I don't really give a rat's okay. ass about him. So Bon Jovi's going on with his big fake teeth. <laughs> if Calipari keeps it together, wins the national title. Yeah, that's right. Maybe keep story. some of those recruits for another year. He's my man. Yeah. Next. Keith Richards versus John Keith Jr. Richards. Keith Richards. Oh, John Feinstein. Oh, I knew that one would come up. <laughs> Keith Richards. Sorry. Gotta go. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one I just threw it. It's easy. Jay Cutler. Or Bruce Springsteen. Bruce! Yeah, not even an option. Okay, this one here. Elvis? Elvis. Tony Kornheiser. Oh! That's not fair! Wait till the last one. The last one is... That's not fair! You can't put them (laughs) in the first round. Oh, no. This is nothing compared to the last one. Elvis or Tony Kornheiser? I love... What do you think, Brent? Who's he going to go with here? There's a music theme so far. There's no way he could not choose Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. Oh, I don't know. Elvis? He doesn't spend three hours every morning of his life with Elvis. <laughs> this is somebody who's already chosen Elvis over his eternal soul. <laughs> which I know from a Bible camp where you had to make a choice. Well, you've had to make this choice a long time ago. Elvis it is. Isn't Jesus? Mm-hmm. So you chose Elvis over God. That's when I was six. <laughs> I had to choose. So Elvis wins. That's so the hardest. Over- that is the hardest thing I've had to choose, maybe ever. So Tony Kornheiser is gone. First round. First round. First round elimination. That's a wild card. Yeah, but round. He's, he's out. But 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 Tony would be in my top four. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Chris Isaac or Merlin Mann? Oh. From the, you look nice today, Merlin Mann. Man. Really? Okay. I just love him too much. Okay, Izzy Stradlin or John Stewart? <sighs> Izzy Stradlin. Ooh. Okay. Pete Carroll or fictional character Christian Troy? <laughs> <laughs> Christian Troy. Okay. <laughs> and now for the last one in the first round. Tom Petty versus Peyton Manning. Oh! Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. One, well, to help you, one of these, one of these people uh, has a tendency to go out in the first round. How many playoff that they're in? <laughs> Ouch. So Petty versus Manning. Petty. It's music. Brent's right. He, I, my allegiances are to the music. Really? Wow. Okay, well, second round, divisional round here. We're going to put that to the test. Okay. Axel Rose or Macho Man Randy Savage? Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> okay, so next round. Mick Jagger, Stephen Colbert. 
Mick Jagger. Bon John Bon Jovi. He's already Keith losing. Richards. To who? Keith Richards. Keith. Bruce Springsteen versus Elvis. Oh! <laughs> They're a top four. They're in there with Kornheiser. Oh, Bruce Springsteen or Elvis? Elvis. Wow. I gotta go with Big E. I wasn't even gonna put Big E on the list. Jeez. So so much. Now our listeners know me better than I do. All right, next. Merlin Mann or Izzy Stradlin? Merlin Mann. Ooh. All the GNR members are... He got an easy bracket. He got an easy seat. Yeah. Kristen Troy or Tom Petty? (laughs) A fictional character. Oh, Kristen Troy. Nice. That's surprising. I thought Petty would be up there with Springsteen. No? They're about the same level. Macho Man or Mick Jagger? Macho Man. (laughs) Keith Richards or Elvis? Elvis. And the final is going to be a three-way tie or something. Three-way battle. Okay. Merlin Mann or Kristen Troy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, this is the bracket I don't care about. Kristen uh, Troy is going to keep going on. Okay, so the final is a three-way battle between Macho Man, Elvis, and Kristen Troy. <laughs> oh, man, that C bracket was weak. Oh... Yeah, Kornheiser got a raw seed. Kornheiser really should have been in that C bracket. But, uh, Elvis. Elvis over Macho Man. Elvis with Macho Man second, and then I guess a fictional character from a TV show comes in third because <laughs> of easy seeding, you know? Well, you know, that's how it works sometimes. <laughs> so Elvis, Trevor's favorite person in the in world. In the world, he wins. <laughs> if I had to pick God the three the out of that list, I would put Elvis... Huh. Please yeah, don't Elvis say Tony Mach- Cor- not Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> Elvis, Macho Man, Kornheiser, <sighs> and Petty. No, Springsteen. Oh, okay. That would be my four. That would be my top four, but, you know, seeding, that's not how the tournament works. That's the thing sometimes. There's upsets. Good, oh. good. This is a great topic, Carter. How'd you come up with it? Ah, I ripped it off. <laughs> <laughs> Since today's theme is all about romance, we decided to talk about a romantic movie, and nobody knows romanticism more than Fabio himself. And Fabio? Guys, Fabio! What do you... You know, the guy who got hit by a goose while riding a roller coaster. Yeah, you might think we'd bring up some chick flick or some new thing. No, we're talking 1993. In the Italian Stallions, no, that's Sylvester Stallone, yeah, no, but in, in Fabio's Prime, he made a movie. What was it called, Brent? Yeah, what's this was, movie called? It was a, it was a time for romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, was this this is, like, so did you Carter, guys see this in theaters or something, or what? No, we saw it in a Walmart bargain bin bucket. I wasn't about there. seven years later. I stole it, though. It was a yeah. It was a, it was somebody brought it over to show it, and we stole it and kept it. And, and this watched movie it fairly consistently. Now, what's the so idea? The VHS, behind it? If you haven't seen this, go to YouTube after this and search "Fabio: A Time for Romance." I promise <laughs> you, like you will not be disappointed. It's about forty minutes, and it's the best and the worst forty minutes at the exact same time. The, the premise of the movie is. There is a, a 
there's an author and she is a ragged old broad. <laughs> this girl has been through the ringer. She just she just looks a little rough. You can tell she tried to be a real actress. It past looks, her prime. Unfortunately, it really looks like she's been in some adult movies. <laughs> and she's trying and to she's go like, straight. She just looks tired. <laughs> yeah, she just looks worn out. Just done. So she's she's an author. Um and she's she's in her house and she's thinking, Oh, I got a I my got a meeting with my publisher tomorrow and I need a book. And I don't know what I'm going to write about. And she starts daydreaming, right, to meet this deadline for her publisher. And the first thing she thinks about that women like is what? Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> nice, strong Viking. And boom. All of a sudden, the scene opens. There's a young boy on the island with a sword pretending he's a hero. Bah, take that, take that, take that. And his sister is sitting there watching and... He's he's a little dweeb, really. He's just sister's a sister's more of a fair maiden, though. Yes, yes, sister's doing all right. So, all of a sudden, guess who pulls up on? It's not a Viking boat either. It's like a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a kayak. All of a sudden, so, Fabio comes in. There's no like wood at the front, wood carving. It's, you know, it's They're, just cheap. It's just like is he wearing horns like Minnesota Vikings? Or They're is... like. No, he's got this big leather flowing. suit on, long hair, oh, Viking. Yes. Comes in with a sword. He's like. What are you doing with that sword, little boy? <laughs> he's like, who are you? And he's like, they start fighting. And Fabio just like, he's like, he like holds one arm out. And he's like, got the other one behind his back. And he's just like, and he's like beating this child with a sword. <laughs> and then he's going to kill him. <laughs> Until, which is sort of a common theme in these, is that women, apparently, according to Fabio's ideas of romance, sort of kind of want to be raped. That's pretty much the general theme of most of these segments is that they involve Fabio almost kind of sort of raping you at the end of them, apparently. That's how it ends. So this first one ends up making a deal where he won't kill this guy's little sister. No, sorry. He won't kill this girl's little brother if if she immediately gets married to him. Boom. And so Fabio and her walk off and they're going to get married, right? They, they perform a marriage scene and that's the end of segment one, right? Yeah. Is, is the writer the same actress as the, the girl? No, no, only in the third scene. Oh, okay. In the first and the second one, it's different girls. In the third scene, the writer herself puts herself into the scene because she's oh, really yes. imagining at this point. <laughs> and by imagining, I mean doing something else. <laughs> now, so, so Fabio, the Viking conqueror, basically at sword point forces a marriage. Like, yeah. Deal. Romance. Time for romance. You're my wife. Deal. Very nice. Now, so now the author's sitting on the couch, and she's curled up, and she thinks, what, Brent? What does she think? She well, thinks, that's, like, that's, she's like, that's okay. It's not that good, know, that's but... Okay. That's an okay idea, she's thinking. But maybe I need something else a little bit more. Yeah. Need another idea. You know, my publisher, my editor, he really has a thing for pirates. What? <laughs> so just when you think, Vikings how could are... this be better? How could this? How could this movie become more awesome? Fabio becomes a pirate, and so is he like a realistic, dirty pirate, or is he just glorious? You know Everybody what? else around him, hair. Yeah, he's still he, flowing. There's sort of rules that oh, there's. Yeah. I think he has wind machine rules in effect. <laughs> that... In the contract, <laughs> you know, it's not not joking either. Like, every scene, there's a wind machine. But yeah, all it is, he's the pirate king, I guess? 
right? Well, he seems like he's doing all right. The captain. captain. Yeah, he's doing good. Fabio's doing good. All his other friends are not doing good. He talks with a nice Italian accent. And the rest of them all talk like pirates there, Captain. <laughs> so how does, how does the scene start off? Um, they're, they're walking on the beach, and all of a sudden, one of the pirates comes in with a girl flung over his shoulder, covered in seaweed. Half dead. Yeah, dying. And, the, and she washed up on the beach, and she goes, What do you bring here? And she, all of a sudden... Well, Captain, you know, uh, she washed up ashore with the uh, with the animal droppings. I'm not kidding. That's a real line in the movie. This girl washed up with the animal droppings, and even though she smells so bad, and that is I a recurring theme throughout this whole part, is that she stinks and they she keep stinks. It up. She's a stinky sea wench who needs a bath really bad. Yeah, they gotta bathe this girl. Even though she smells so bad, I know there's a half a dozen men who like to have their way with her. So Fabio, he's like, well, <laughs> I'm the boss here. I'm getting first crack, right? He's like, bring her to me and I'll wash her. Off. Yeah, please wash her with a plenty of soap. <laughs> <laughs> These are real lines. Wash that washer with plenty of soap. Bring her to me. They give her some clothes, right? They dress her up. Now, Fabio, in this one... It's not like really pseudo rape at sword point, more as if it's like, if you're my girl, the other pirates aren't going to like take you out back and, you know, like, so, so he decides he's going to kind of, um, get to know this woman. So what does he do, Brent? Well, there's, I'm not sure if the music isn't, I guess the music couldn't be in the scene, but it seems like it is. So he takes her into his cabin. There's nice music tent. playing. His tent. Tent. Thank you. I think he's, it's a tent on okay. the beach. That makes sense. And he decides to feed her a nice meal. Mm. Nice romantic. He's tr- he, I think he's trying to charm her. He's trying to impress yeah, her I now because think... she's a princess. Is this washed like, up some... with the, the animal dropping princess? So she's been cleaned up. She's not so dirty anymore. <laughs> is this but like she's a candlelit dinner kind of thing? She's kind hungry. Of, it is a candlelit dinner. And he's going to give her some food. But she won't come in at first. He says, well, then you're not going to eat. Mm-hmm. So she's like starving, right? Yeah. So finally, she comes into the thing, and he has a chicken dinner cooked for her with some wine and candlelight. And the finest china and utensils? Oh, I don't know about that. You know what they really use to eat more so is their bare hands. <laughs> kind of like bread to the lemon meringue filling. That's right. <laughs> so, 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 so the girl, the girl's like, can we begin eating? And Fabio's like, yes. And she goes into this chicken. Like, <laughs> like she was on like, Survivors. Like three a.m. three a.m. drunken pizza run. Did you she know? Uh, turn to the cat and go, "Hey, you want some of this?" And the cat Dude, goes, no. she like she she rips into this chicken with her bare hands and is just scarfing it down. And Fabio's like, oh, "This chicken is so good." And he's like staring at her. It cuts to her face. She's covered in grease. <laughs> it's like on her forehead and on her face. She's eating this greasy chicken. Her hands are sloppy. And Fabio's like, oh, this is an excellent meal. And like, what does he decide to do after? After a nice greasy meal of chicken, it's time to sit down and play a very slow and sexy game of chess. <laughs> he gets one of his sidekicks to bring in a chess board. Hey. Now he's going he's gonna to test her intelligence. At least it's not checkers. He's stepping it up a bit. Yeah, he plays chess, yeah. and then it's like it's like a five-minute chess game, like play-by-play. Play. And it's like, hmm, he moves it, and all of a sudden it like cuts and to him, she... and he like stares over. 
And then she what? From a technical aspect, I see why they did that. Because he said it was a 40-minute movie, so it seems like maybe they didn't have the biggest budget. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what's cheap? Chess game footage. (laughs) Yeah, easy to do. We can shoot this. We can shoot this. You know what? Yeah, like Viking canoes and washing up with the animal droplets. That costs money. Chess boards, free. And I do remember this chess game. This is enough. He gets... He gets the girl, right? Oh, yeah. He beats her, though. He beats her good because she's a woman. That's the go, general vibe. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Does he say, Sit. check, checkmate? <laughs> no, I think they cut off before that. She kind of falls for him. So in this one, not so much, like I said, not so much, I'm going to kill your brother if you don't marry me. It's uh, my pirate friends are going to do bad things to you if you don't eat chicken and play chess with me. And, you know, mm-hmm. probably some greasy scenes that were cut out of that yeah. after. Yeah. Now, the third one. I think that's oh, the this way. is right. Yeah, it's it's different. It's sort of would you say would you say it's just experimental? It just kind of fell off. Yeah, they kind of went a little artsy, maybe. It and drags. This is the it's black itself, and white. Right? Yeah, it's like Casablanca, basically. Yeah. He's an Italian count. The other, I guess, the yeah. other thing to mention is that this time the writer has warped back in time. Am I right about this? Yeah, she warps back in the past into her own dream, and she's the lead character in her dream. This is the third scene that she's going to propose to her writer. But now he's an Italian count in a giant mansion, and it's just her and him together. And every and this one, there's really nothing going on. There's a lot of talking, just, and if you, you zone out, but if you do, you're missing some big stuff, because this is sort well, of... Well, because it's going like, yeah. good. And then, and, then, and then she's kind of like, what does she say? She kind of snaps out of it, right? And she's like, what? This isn't real. What's, this can't be good. What's, what's happening? That? And all of a sudden, Fabio goes, hey... Maybe, maybe it's the dream maker. (laughs) And she goes, what? The the dream maker? What the hell are you talking about? Basically. So this is is your, so if I put this together now, this is basically the inception (laughs) storyline. As you were doing with the sound effects. (laughs) So yeah, Fabio pretty much came up with the storyline of Inception. They <laughs> they they gone ripped him off. And then there's yeah, one, dreams within dreams. So now there is one more twist, but I don't know if yeah. Do well, think, let's. Sh- what do you think? I, well, she she wakes up in bed, and she looks and she's like, "Oh, what a great dream!" And then something happens at the end, and we'll leave you with that. But yes. that was a very special a time for romance. All right. Now, what we're going to do right now is quickly go through, give a couple shout outs of people emailed the show. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can email us at what? Here comes some wisdom at gmail.com. Mm. And um, if you want to go to the website, what's the website, Carter? It's here comes some wisdom.blogspot.com. Minus right. the it's just here comes some wisdom.blogspot.com. Nice. Now, got a couple emails. We got one from, uh, from uh, we'll call him Cam. He said, basically, what this podcast sounds like is when me and my brother bought a tape recorder and recorded our farts. Thanks for that. That really helped. <laughs> Another Cam one. Shown his, what? Cam shown his age. Tape recorder. Tape recorder. What's a tape recorder yeah, there? Huh? Mr. Must Tech? Be, what? Must be getting, uh, <laughs> we're getting pretty popular at the geriatric center. <laughs> Levi. Levi sends in an email, and he wants us to tell some kind of, uh, some kind of story that ends on a bus. And I don't even know what he's talking about. Uh, no idea. Never heard of that. Don't know what you're talking about, bro. Hey, another one. Three days. Um, I had a rough night. It started out with... Oh, and then... Nope. 
Don't know the story there, Andrew. Sorry about that one. Never heard of it. Don't know what you're talking about, bro. Who else sent in emails, Carter? <laughs> you froze him. Patty, uh, Patty, Patty emails in and he says, I'm too loud. And he listened to it twice. So if I'm so loud, why did you listen to it twice, Patty? Deal. Tick loves it, right? Loves it. Uh, ridiculous in a good way. Brent, by a microphone. <laughs> so those are our first emails. No segments, but uh, that's what we got so far, and we loved it. There's a couple more, but those are the general shout-outs. Um, so email the show. Here comes some wisdom at gmail.com. All right, we're back. <laughs> now, with Valentine's Day passing, people are probably lucky if they can remember what happened maybe one year ago, Max, Valentine's Day. Trevor, do you yeah, think you'd right. be able to, like, what did you do two years ago? February Two 12th. years ago. February 12th, 10th, pick the day, whatever. What were you up to that day? Uh, you know, I don't honestly remember what I was up to Valentine's Day two years ago. Do you know who could? Remember what he was doing two years oh, ago? Oh, I, I have a feeling. I have a pretty good idea. He's uh, right here. <laughs> Carter. Carter, why do you know what you yeah. did? Carter, can you quickly explain to us, and then we'll actually help explain to people when you try and lie about it to make it better. What exactly, <laughs> why exactly is it that you can remember what you did three Valentine's Days ago? As it was mentioned last episode, I keep a log, which... I refer to it as a log because a diary kind of sounds pretty girly. So, you know, Captain but it's Kirk, just a book your log. dad gave you, right? It's just it like is. a it's like a promo book he gets at his office that he's like, "Here, take this," and then you started like logging your life in, it. <laughs> and you back it up digitally, right? I do, and it's it's getting multimedia, but uh, that's for another day. But yeah, everything from like I shot a forty three on the front nine golfing. To, uh, not what, what you did on the back. Not what you did on the back nine, though. Yeah, I'm a nine-hole golfer. You know, I got things to do, logs to write in. <laughs> Can't be bothered. So you know, it's good to know, like, because you're like, oh, I was a really good golfer back in grade eleven. No, you weren't. But for this one hole that I wrote about, I was because I would never yeah. write about something bad that happened. Carter never puts That's anything true, bad I, in his life log. It's only like what he ate and semi-positive things that happen. Well, Valentine's Day 2003, I get a little. Upset, but it's not like really bad. So, how many years does this go? It is very comprehensive from uh, two thousand summer two thousand two on. Very comprehensive. So, for nine yes. years, you've been recording what you've done every day of your life. So, Valentine's two thousand two <laughs> played Rogue Squadron two Rogue Leader <laughs> with Hopkins and Jeff on GameCube. Played the Battle of Endor level while they were planning to buy flowers for their girlfriends, then brackets, Jocelyn and Kim, for Valentine's Day. So, And what were you doing? You were just Star wars it. Yeah. I was flying around blasting TIE fighters, and they were talking about oh, what the best deals crap. were to buy flowers and stuff. Wow. <laughs> okay, but then next year. That's it? I, yeah, that was, that was, that's the single life. But then next year, I was dating. So, at high school, we had a bear pit. So, bear pit activities with at lunch with Janelle. Bracket. Don't remember exactly what we had to do. Probably involved feeding each other or something. Exclamation mark. Bracket. <laughs> <laughs> then, feeding each other like you sat 
you sat around giving, scooping food into each other's mouths? Yeah, like blindfolded and stuff like that. In front of the school. Oh, squeal. I see. Yeah. Acti- okay. And then decorated cookies at Janelle's and delivered <laughs> them to Angie's and Katie McKatie's because Kaylee and Jill were supposed to be there, dot, 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 but they weren't. <laughs> Ooh, heartache. Okay. Next year, 2004, me and Janelle have been dating for about 14 months at that point. Got out the ante now. No more cookie bacon. Yep. Went to Disney on ice at the arena with Janelle. Mm. <laughs> Take balls and place in her hands. <laughs> no, that was a great present. We went that multiple times. but uh, I think we went three years in a row, actually. On Valentine's? Uh, not on Valentine's oh. Day in particular. It wasn't always that day. But okay. <laughs> See, like the next year, 2005, it was on the 11th that we went. Okay, this one's pretty good. So we were in our hometown. So okay. what I did, went to Boston Pizza with Janelle. And then next is Kyle and Jenna were there <laughs> on a date. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I also put who else was there at the restaurant we interacted with. Well, let's, hear let's hear who you interacted with. Well, that was Kyle and Jenna. Oh, okay. Okay. Did you put the crazy goblin lady as your server? <laughs> Exactly who you're talking about. You know, there's what's that movie called? Poltergeist. Poltergeist. There's a lady that worked at the Boston Pizza in our hometown that was in the movie Poltergeist. That lady that crawls on the ceiling. That's her. She's a server. I swear. Holy moly. Anyway, next. I have to rewatch that. Well, 2006 was a little bit unfortunate because Janelle was out of town. Oh, what did you do? I was all alone. I formatted the computer. So read the whole thing. Formatted computer. Then I got a new recording program, bracket, sonar, bracket, and then watched The Shield, season one, episode seven. That's a good day. Yeah, good episode. Oh, shoot. 2006, no, 2007, listened to the GFW podcast. GFW? Games for Windows, one of the best podcasts ever. Then Grandma called, needs me to get her 24 episodes, season 6, episode 8 to 9. <laughs> uh, Grandma called, I need my 24. Exactly. <laughs> On then, Valentine's. Mm-hmm. Do Grandma a favor, Carter. Do Grandma a favor. Get her her 24. And I won't read every detail here, but just... No, no, please. Okay. Oh, please do. Organized old school notes into file folders. <laughs> On Valentine's. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day. Studied at university during Janelle's staff meeting. And then we went to the local museum with Janelle. And I gave her Gwen Stefani tickets and a bracelet. And then I write, talk to Brett, Paul Whalen, and Tyson on MSN. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I also talked to friends. That makes the journal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, (laughs) mm-hmm. So, <laughs> next year didn't really have much happen. Brent, we have to break into his house and steal his journal. Yeah, he needs to give it to us because if he's holding stuff back, like I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there, well, it's digital files. I can put it up in the Dropbox. Yeah. So can you jump ahead to last year, please? Okay. Um, yeah, 2008, not too good. 2009. Okay, by oh, 2009, we were yeah. separated again, so I watched like a movie with my mom. Wait, you guys were broken up? No, no, she was out. Uh, she was out of the city, and I was back oh, in her okay. hometown. I thought your mom was like, "Oh, oh okay, Carter." Yes, 
some okay never mind 2009 was pretty sweet i played madden 09 and then i went to the dump with dad <laughs> went to the dump happy valentine's yeah. <laughs> then i ate onion soup with dad no for lunch <laughs> and then i watched the prestige with mom <laughs> then i read green lantern comics by myself oh single life i miss thee <laughs> okay then last year valentine's day Red Sports Illustrated. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, and um, it's got to be everything. Yeah. Great. Watch yeah. Simpsons. Visited Janelle's grandma. Drove back to our pres <laughs> place with Janelle. Wait a minute. Then you put you your transportation. Yeah. So I was in our hometown. And then I watched The Big Bang Theory with her. That was my gift to her. Season one of The Big Bang Theory. Mistake. (laughs) Had to watch season four. And then I got my usual stuffed monkey for Valentine's Day. She has gotten me for last, I guess we've had nine Valentine's Day this year. A stuffed monkey from Walmart every year. Every year. It's taking up a lot of room in the house here. (laughs) Just like right with the DVDs. Okay, so this is the end of week two of Here Comes Some Wisdom. Carter's going to finish things off for us, and he's going to do it in one take. Mm-hmm. To give you an idea of what we go through every week. So, okay, Carter, finish us off. Do your best. <laughs> okay, so this is episode two, as Brent said. Episode one is still available on <laughs> iTunes, so make sure you subscribe. Russell Brand, you're going down this week. Our a blog is herecomesomewisdom.blogspot.com. It's got visual instructions how to subscribe on iTunes. So if you can't do it through there, we don't want you listening to us. Email us at herecomesomewisdom at gmail.com to get your email read on the air just like Andrew and Levi did. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, herecomesomewisdom at gmail.com. Please yeah, email and, uh, us. We're going to leave you with some romantic stories. Very nice. Okay, sticking with the love theme. Have any of you guys ever done the computer Cupid? What's no that? idea what you're talking about. In high school, you don't remember that where you like paid a dollar and they like you did a survey and they matched you up with someone in your school. Oh, I did. I did that in middle school and I got no result. <laughs> <laughs> you never did it. No. Or oh, I blanked, or okay. I blanked it out, but. Well, we were when I when I did it, I was in student council, and student council ran it, and the activities rep was a friend of mine, and they thought it would be funny to take mine, my results that I put on my card. It was like it's like one of those like exam cards where you fill in A, B, C, or D or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they decided there was a girl in the school that was kind of like um, to put it lightly, stalking me. She was like this little <laughs> little little like she was like creepy she was like children of the corn creepy girl like just like and like following me and like calling me at my house i didn't even know her i didn't know who it was and she'd be like hey how are you doing blah blah i like where this is going yeah so they decided that you know what (laughs) they're gonna take her paper erase all of her answers make them match a hundred percent with mine and um just see what happens 100 percent compatibility yes so the results come back, and the, and one of the girls that was in this was my girlfriend at the time, and she thought this was just the funniest thing ever because this girl was, like, stalking me. So, like, we're in the bear pit doing Valentine's Day activities, and they, they give out the computer cupids, and we're all, like, in, in the school, like, having a good time. It's Valentine's Day activities at lunch, and all of a sudden, 
creepy stalker girl comes in with the results, like, euphoric, and she comes up to me, she's like, it was meant to be! (laughs) It was meant to be! And I'm like, and I get up and start walking out in front of, like, everybody, like, in the school at this activity. I, like, bolt. I bolt right down the hallway, and she's, like, following me ten steps behind, like, with this paper in the air, like, screaming, (laughs) it was meant to be! (laughs) <laughs> oh, I remember one day she was hiding in a janitor's closet as I came out of basketball practice. Oh, she came out of the janitor's closet like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? It's like, psycho. <laughs> anyway, computer cupids, love is in the air. <laughs> here comes some wisdom. And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you